0: hello hello how are you i am fine how are you i'm fine woo you know when your phone rings and you got to connect it up and all your dinguses start going off oh yeah sure it's such a disconcerting thing um so i'm sitting here waiting for you to to call yeah and you know now the the call kit thing interprets a skype call as a phone call
1: everything now is a phone call skype everything is a phone call everything is a phone call
0: yeah, so I'm, you know, and i of course, as you know, Dan, I want to be 100% focused mm-hmm. on you, well, I, on the program. I appreciate that. Thank you, man. I, it's just something that's important to me. I don't do other things. I, I can't look at a chat room. So I'm sitting here and I'm, hmm, hmm, hmm. I got the showbot open. Hello. Hello. I got, I got, I got the Skype open. And then, and then I, there's that, there's that moment where I, I, I notice the LED because I got the LED turned on on my phone. You know, you can turn on your LED to blink when the phone's ringing. I do
1: remember that. It's a cool
0: accessibility f- feature. Like if you have your ringer turned off, you still get a blink, blink, blink. Mm-hmm. So there's a pause. I see blink, blink, blink. My phone starts blinking. My Fitbit goes off because of of course you want your fitness device to tell you when a phone call is coming in. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then my uh, my computer says, Dan is calling." <laughs> in addition to the Skype thing, <laughs> that's great. It makes me in my heart my heart goes into my throat. Now now the good news is also do 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 updates. Boom. I'm pretty sure my call blocker ding-eye are mostly mostly working. I think Truecaller might be winning because I finally got a phone call that it identified as spam right when it was calling. There you go. It was Kaiser Permanente, Kaiser Permanente, saying it's flu season. Kaiser Sose. Kaiser Sose, if you want to follow John Syracuse's advice to not get a cold, you need to get a flu shot. Yeah, but it identified a that as spam, which, you know, I'm mostly okay did with. Did you
1: ever, on your new program, did you ever go into that with him at all or have to try and clear that up?
0: <sighs> you know, uh, gosh, we've done 39 episodes now. Uh, and uh, I don't think we've ever gotten too deeply into it. Now, I'll tell you, on the episode that comes out this week, we did try to address the uh, that old saw about how being cold gives you a cold sure. and why... And how that's probably not true.
1: Mm-hmm. Have you heard that's not true? I've heard that's not true. That is that is what I've heard. Being and cold so tried- does not give you cold. Getting out of a a, a like a pool or something and not drying mm-hmm. off right away, you will not you will not get a cold from that.
0: And so we were trying to figure out in our uh, you know unknowing way, like was there something um, concomitant with being cold that made people get colds? Yeah. I don't think it's cold or moisture, but I, you don't, I'm going
1: to... Do you feel cold when you have it? My son just got a cold, and he, I asked him... Another do you, cold? Well, he was good from the last one. He didn't get it. My daughter had the last one. Uh, I think. Is he cold? He's not cold. I asked him, I said, do you feel cold? He said, not at all. I think of that as a fever type situation. But you don't have a fever typically when you have a cold.
0: Oh, no. No, I, I, know, I hear what you're saying.
1: Yeah. So why is mm. it called a cold? That's confusing and confounding. We need better words for these things. You know? Yes, I do.
0: Cold cold is already a dumb name for that. I mean, you should be able to identify what you got a cold. What does that mean? You got a scratchy throat, you got lots of snots, you're tired. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, one kid, oh feel so bad. One kid in my daughter's class, she's been out for three weeks with pneumonia. Oh no. Yeah, we had the conference yesterday. I went in for the conference.
1: The kid conference or what?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was the best one we've ever had. Which is because I always well, no, I always worry about these things. So do I. Oh boy. Because mm. you're always ready. You're always ready for the uh the like intervention. We show up, you knock on the door, and there's like sixteen people in there looking very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> wanted, to bring wanted to bring in everyone. Welcome. <laughs> well, please have a seat. Have a seat. Yeah. We, uh, very glad you took the time. You wanted to bring in everyone who felt aggrieved by your child. <laughs> There's various, yeah. way, the various ways your child has harmed people. Oh, my God. So far, dodging a bullet on that one. Um, yeah, I thought I was catching a cold. I do, you know, I do have an excellent new injury that I think you'll enjoy. I, you know how you enjoy how much I'm getting older.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to keep up. Uh, I'm trying to keep up with all these things. There are some things I wanted to tell you. Oh, uh, take a minute. Well, I, I want to hear about your injury first. I think that takes precedent
0: uh today is tuesday sun- Sunday night I want to say more,
1: more bursitis or
0: I don't know what it is, but it's it's a hilarious old man injury. Oh, this is no. my new favorite old man injury. um I hurt my ankle sleeping
1: <laughs> sleeping <laughs> How'd yeah. you do that?
0: Well, I gotta reckon I slept really well on uh Sunday night, which is unusual because according to Fitbit trademark Fitbit. Uh th- uh Sunday night is historically my worst night of sleep for whatever reason. Okay. But I slept really hard and I think I kind of slept, as they say, like a rock. And uh and I think I <laughs> I slept on my stomach in a way that overextended my left ankle at an awkward angle. Oh my god. <laughs> now, <laughs> it got worse when I slept last night. And now I'm limping. I'm limping oh, because no. isn't that a good one though? That sounds terrible to me. Of course it sounds terrible it is terrible. I mean I'm still alive, you know. Yeah. I, mean, I but uh that's a pretty good old man
1: injury. No, that's a real good one. Old man injury, real we good him. one. Mm. But I think it I've heard of other people, you know, the elderly having that kind of problem too. People who yeah. are very 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 advanced age can get hurt. I've I've told you many times I've slept wrong and done something to my neck like you know, subligation or something like that, where I had mm. to go and get it adjusted out to be right.
0: Hmm. You go to like a chiropractor for that? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But not mm-hmm. a, mm-hmm. not a regular, not a regular chiropractor. Um, the one here that I go to, she works with, uh, like the, like UT basketball teams and stuff and does something that's a little bit different. It's called active. Oh, you're going to like, uh, like the name of it is, I think it's called active release. Uh, mm. Therapy, which is sounds right up your alley, but it's actually different. Um, Probably got a
0: different name for it for the form.
1: Yeah, what they do is they um they release. It's, it's yeah. No, my my wife my wife has done that. Where you get something real knotted up, and then and they sort of press and then move your. So, like, if you had like um a a shoulder issue or something, they would press. Pretty hard on your shoulder, and then move your arm a certain way, and it would the pressure and and the duration of the pressure, and then a movement causes it to completely relax and release in a way that even uh, like deep tissue massage can't always do. So it's very. So you're uh,
0: basically you're tricking you're tricking the muscle, tricking it out. You see, look over there. Ha-ha. Um, hmm. This is gonna be a weird one. I got I've got a tiny bit of follow up. Um. Uh, my brain is still still a a, a Denny's scramble. Um, yeah. I'm just my brain is still a mess. Well, we
1: just talked. It seems like a couple of days ago it was not? Well, you know, we, we had did a Friday. To, we, uh,
0: yeah, we talked. I think on Thursday, Friday, or, or Friday, sure, Monday, Tuesday. Um, we uh, did talk recently.
1: <laughs> now <laughs> oh, I'm gonna yeah. have to go watch the Godfather. Thanks a lot.
0: <laughs> Maybe a masculine child. <laughs> I've got um, I got a little bit of follow-up. Is it okay if we do an odds and sods? I know sometimes you enjoy the odds and I sods. I always episodes. like
1: those, yeah. I got a lot I of them.
0: I, I want to eventually pull out of this dive and uh, and do more than odds and sods. But um, we talked a little bit about, maybe talking about um, some uh, applications and services that we're liking and using. Mm-hmm. That, that could be a, a topic. I had some media things I wanted to mention. All right. Because after the... Kind of, I don't know. It seemed like things got real quiet for a while with with new media stuff. And there's been a bunch of stuff I've discovered or rediscovered in the last couple of weeks that I've really been enjoying. But I also wanted to address a, an effing bug. I owe you an apology and an amends. Oh, and I want to talk about this dumb thing that happens, and I want someone to tell me why it happens. Okay. So you got you. Uh, sent me a bewildered text yesterday saying, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh... Did you want to reschedule back to work to the time from 2013? You want know, to start doing it at uh, noon central? And I was like, uh, no. I thought only I saw that. So here's what, what yeah, What's going on with that? It's not the first time this has happened, and I'm sure there's a very good explanation, and I, I, I would just like to be able to figure this out once and for all, but you know iCloud can be a tricky thing. Mm-hmm. So, I had just we were away for a couple days, and an update to uh the ten point one public beta came along and i'm I'm not an idiot, obviously, I waited until I got back to the house to update um the three of our devices that are running the public beta um, and I think every time I, th- I think every time you upload update this particular public data beta, one of the things you have to do is reauthenticate. Like from you know, you say, "Hey, you just got the update." Beep comes back up and says, "Okay, now put in your iCloud password." You- you've gotten this on updates in the past. Where if you do some kind of a usually a, definitely like a substantial like a big point upgrade, it often or always will say, "Now you need to reauthenticate with iCloud." Sure. Because you've updated your software, you could be, you know, an agent of chaos. We need to make sure you're who you say you are. (laughs) Makes sense, right? Yes. And so, you know, a couple dumb things. First of all, we walked in the door, we were on solid Wi-Fi, and I just hit, yeah, do it on three different devices. Right. And it it happens to be like I didn't have my computer nearby, I didn't want to bother. And so normally what I do is when I do that update and it asks for, this is so boring, when it asks for the password usually I grab another device, I open up the 1Password, and I diligently type my iCloud password at the point when I'm prompted. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have another device to do that on, and I had a B in my bond, and I said, hey, what the heck? When it says, hey, do you want to, you need to re-authenticate with iCloud, or whatever the words are, uh, I said, no, skip. Skip this. I'm trying to remember the exact sequence of events, but long story short, through through nothing I ever intended to do, yeah, I did enter it in, and then I got the dreaded pop-up.
1: What was that? What is it? What pop-up? Do
0: you want to merge the stuff on this phone with your iCloud account?
1: Oh no! So, but you said yes because it's fine. It's Apple.
0: Well, your options are merge or don't merge.
1: And but I, but it's Apple. I didn't, you can. They won't get that wrong.
0: Well, I didn't have a white paper in front of me. I didn't have a you know a knowledge thing. <laughs> My
1: brain's broken. A computer, computer. And you did not so, just, didn't like, just ah. ask Siri. You couldn't ask Siri.
0: Well, no, because I'm not on the. I'm not. I'm, I'm in the. Um, I'm in the corridor. Um, I'm. I'm. I'm in the corridor outside of the room of requirement. I, I can't get in yet.
1: But walk, you I, walk by three times. Think about what you want. Yeah. Diadem. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Found a boy lurking in the upstairs corridor. Um. And I thought, okay, great. Well, ugh, this sucks. Like, if I hit, don't merge. Like basically you understand where I'm coming from here. I don't know what I will accidentally clobber by hitting merge or don't merge, and each, I think each
1: seems equally wrong and bad,
0: and there's not a cancel and go learn more on a website button <laughs> right, so I hit merge yeah of course. and suddenly, suddenly, events that I haven't thought about for years reappear. I'm reminded about when I should pick my child up from
1: preschool, oh no.
0: I'm reminded, and so I think what happens is I just don't use the iCloud calendars for stuff.
1: Right? right? You're I, using you're using Google Calendar for everything, and the iCloud, you know, it's there, but you just don't put events on there except yeah. maybe by accident, like a regular human being.
0: I'm not sure where it came from, but it's a it's a, it's it's weird and annoying, and it makes me think I need to improve my calendar hygiene. Like I feel like I should go in and just, you know just kill any calendar that i don't need but that's why that happened so now i got duplicates of tons of stuff i've got i've got many of my friends saying why are you trying to time travel back to a different time (laughs) that's not even a show we do anymore right jim dalrymple is probably going to be wondering why i want to schedule the show (laughs) it's going to be very confusing to people so i'm not sure why that happened but i but i want to figure out why that it is but you know i also want to offer a neat tip uh we've mentioned before but it's worth mentioning again um the The folks at BusyMac make wonderful products, including a calendar app I like a lot called BusyCal. And um, this does not work flawlessly, but um, essentially it has a find duplicates functionality. So, like when you're in BusyCal and you go to, it might even, it's weird, it's under like help, but you can go and hit find duplicates and it finds exact duplicates of events. So, if you ever get like a real dumb, merge problem that does make exact duplicates it will not find near duplicates like for example i think it doesn't find things where you had this one thing that you said was every friday and then something got messed up and you had one where there are exceptions to that like it'll sometimes not get all of those but it's a, it, it does help a lot but i apologize that's why that got to you and that was really frustrating
1: to me yeah i mean not a big deal and you're like oh that bug again and i'm like oh i wonder what what bug
0: I don't know if it's, it's exactly, it's probably not, it's not technically a bug. It's just, you know how it is, you mosey around doing the stuff you want to do, and this is the Curse of the Power User title, is that you, you end up doing stuff that helps you accomplish what you need to accomplish right now. You force all the things that you don't want to do. I'm, you know, I'm still running LCAP on my, uh, my computer machine, sure. just because I don't, you know, I don't want to get my audio messed up. I'm sure it will be mostly fine, but like, I don't need Siri on my computer. I'll do it eventually. But uh, I, I tend to just sort of say like, well, stay the course. I'm an old man with a with a busted ass ankle, and I would just prefer to keep using things in a way that's not broken. Well, because I, you never know what tiny little dumb thing is going to cause a problem you couldn't anticipate. so
1: true. It's very true. I, while you were talking, I did a little bit of research. And um, I can provide you with the URL for this if you'd like, but here's just a little in show notes. I'll put it, I'll put it in the show notes. The show notes are going to be at five by five dot TV slash B as in brethren. Two is in the number W as in Wisconsin slash two, nine, eight. And uh, here's <laughs> oh, Wisconsin. Here's the note. Here's the note. I thought you'd like that. Um, wearing a night boot to keep your ankle in neutral position can provide relief and accelerate progress in rehab in a rehab program. If you have arch heel or Achilles pain, these types of pain, especially if worse in the morning, may be a result of Achilles tendonitis or plantar, fasci- fasci- plantar fasciitis. Fasci- plantar fasciitis. Infl- inflammation of the fascia on the bottom of the foot. The foot tends toward a pointed position when relaxed, placing the Achilles tendon and the fascia in a slackened or shortened position for a protracted period. The first step in the morning, uh, in the, the that first step in the morning places these structures on stretch resulting in exacerbation of pain the boot keeps the Achilles and fascia on mild stretch during the night helping to produce, reduce morning symptoms as well as improve flexibility yeah, and uh, that this is a well known that if you're a stomach sleeper that you can get this plantar fasciitis issue so we might need to get you a night boot <laughs>
0: sounds like an old rod sterling series i know tonight on the night boot (laughs) i uh is it's 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 fun because you know you like to have your fun when you're on a flight and you're uh i used to save sky mall for like just after the captain goes we're about to begin our initial approach into uh, sfo and that's when i pull out the sky mall like okay time to treat myself oh look it's a a suit of armor for a dog, or it's you know, it's a, a gremlin shaped like a bottle opener, and this is so silly. And like, fully half of the catalog is for crap like plantar fasciitis. But what a great phrase! No. I want to use that more. Plantar yeah. fasciitis. Yeah. Actually, you think I should get a night boot?
1: I think you need a night boot. <laughs> and if you Google for night boot, night boot, uh, there it looks. Like, it's hard to describe it, but it looks like. Half of a boot.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You look like the murdering runner guy from South Africa.
1: You look like a blade runner. Oh, hello, ladies. Yeah. It's Mm, like premium
0: dorsal night boot. It's
1: it's, um, don't confuse this, by the way. Don't confuse this with a dorsal night splint or a soft night splint. This is is different. This is a boot night splint.
0: Boot night splint.
1: And uh, it's for people, for our listeners, imagine the back half of a boot that goes up the back of your leg up to like the mid calf around under your heel and then under the front part of your foot. But that's it. And then it looks, it's
0: kind of got a, you know, like how C-3PO has that little weird thing connecting his like bicep to his forearm yeah
1: sure yes yes because it has the little elastic piece that's keeping you in tucked into position
0: yeah it's like you know ladies like wearing those those gladiator shoes gladiator boots it's kind of like a gladiator boot for a droid with plantar fasciitis so
1: if you keep if you keep scrolling down the google image results page you go from Mm. medical things to women in their night boots women in night boots yeah like boots to wear at night yeah I guess. Oh, night boots.
0: Night oh, look boots. at that.
1: These are the boots I wore last night.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, everything's sexy to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I bet yeah. I remember the first time you know what? Never mind. No, I want to hear it. Okay. I remember the first time I ever saw pornography of amputees. Um I at a young it was a fairly young age. I'm not sure how someone obtained this. But you know, one interesting thing is if you're looking for various kinds of adult entertainment. I don't know if this is as true today, but it used to be that it was the quality of craftsmanship in the erotica uh-huh. was inversely proportional to how many people were into it. So a friend of mine had a paperback book of clown porn, <laughs> and that's that's for people who want to do sexy things with clowns. yeah, and that, that's a hell of a thing to read. Oh, now yeah. today you have the internet. You could have fan fiction about a night boot that's in love with a clown.
1: You know, why not? Why not?
0: Why not? You know what? I totally agree. Night boot. Night boot. Hmm. Okay. I'll look into that plantar fasciitis. Sorry for the bug. Uh, I will try to, uh, not do that again. I I should just go in and like delete with extreme prejudice.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. And see what, also I'm confused because like, if I, here's a, here's just a general question for you. I maintain my own calendar for recordings where I have back to work on here scheduled. And I also have the event that you have, you have put on here. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's all right. Uh, the ongoing, you know, recurring one. If I delete that from my calendar, does it affect yours? Does it make it look like I've decided not to go or something or is it?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, if it had an invite address in it, um, I think that's the correct term of art here. Yeah. um, I think that they will get a notification. Um, but, you know, I mean, again, great use of BusyCal here. And this is not an ad for BusyCal, but it's a neat app for, uh, for Mac. Um, another neat thing you can do is um, BusyCal has a good list view with lots of different things that you can um, filter and sort by. It's really handy. So, you know, obviously the duplication thing is really cool, but another thing is if there's some kind of repeating event that you haven't done for five years that's showing up again, just search for that, and then you can just select all and delete to get rid of all of them. You know, the the graphical interface of most calendar apps makes perfect sense when you want to think graphically about what you're doing. Like, you want to see this is what a week looks like. This is what two weeks from Thursday is. It falls on this day. But there's other times where you just want to do mountains of stuff, you know. It's also really handy for things like uh, like I'm a real pill unnecessarily probably, but I'm a real pill about busy available switch on the, oh, most, yeah. on, like like we have a shared family calendar for events with the family and the kid and like pickups and stuff like that. And anything my wife creates on there, autom- it automatically defaults to busy for me. Right. This is another reason we should talk about more about calendars sometime. We haven't talked about that in a while, but so the calendars I use, I've got one when you're on Google calendar, there's a calendar. I don't know what the official name of it is. I think it's like your name, right? Like, yeah, like there's like, like a Dan Benjamin calendar. Yeah, Dan Benjamin calendar. calendar, yeah. And that calendar is special. That's like the blessed calendar, sort of like a system folder. Right. And that calendar gets special things that others don't get. And I can't think of all of them off the top of my head. But I mean, obviously, it's the default calendar. It'll, you just You can do more stuff. You get more granular control. There's all kinds of stuff. There's one calendar on Google Calendar that is special. And then all the there then there's ones that you can create on your own to do ad hoc things with. And then there are ones that you can like subscribe to and things like that. But so I've got like one for me, I've got one for the family. I think I've mentioned this before, but then I've got some. I've got one called environmental. Um we could also call it infrastructure, mm-hmm. background. That's where I put stuff I just want to know about but I don't need to do anything about. And that's actually been a very handy calendar for me. And there's probably even a way to go and say, don't let the state of this calendar affect your busy available. Because you get that thing, right, where your where your phone and your watch says, you know, oh, you've already got something scheduled at that time, you know, which can be kind of frustrating. But the environmental calendar is really handy to me because that can be all kinds of stuff like somebody is in town. Uh, there's this thing I probably don't want to go to, but I might. It's actually really handy. And it's also where I have the app called Deliveries by June Cloud. Yeah, I love that app. Put events on my calendar. So, Deliveries, which is a great app, great service, Are you,
1: You're talking about the Mac version or the iOS version or both? All of them. Okay. All of them. Yeah.
0: Um, so, basically, you can have uh, the Deliveries app, you can paste in pretty much any kind of tracking number on your Mac or on your phone and give it a name if you optionally give it a name, and it'll track that delivery for you. It's, you know, this is, they started out, I think, mostly as a dashboard widget, mm-hmm. but now it's got a full app but it's also a service where it can do stuff like monitor your email, your Gmail for things that are obviously deliveries. And it's oh, pretty see, good. I I've, n-
1: I've never enabled that.
0: Well, I might I think you can do that. I don't know if I I'm trying to you know how it is. I don't remember if I did a filter for that. I might have done a filter for that where if any of this array appears in the subject, treat it as a delivery. But it's it's good about that. Um but then it'll also, it's kind of cool because like, you know, say it's around the holidays and you've done lots of shopping, it'll put all of the, the expected delivery date for all of those items will appear as an all-day event on the mm-hmm. calendar of your choice. Mm-hmm. Now, do I want that on my primary super-duper blessed calendar? No. For me, that goes in environmental. So I could flip off environmental and not see all the stuff I don't need to know about, but might want to know about. Um, but, uh, you know, I I used to have like probably almost a dozen calendars, but it was, it really, I had diminishing returns from that I mean, I really think like having a minimal number of calendars is a good idea. In the same way that it, at a certain time in your life, it really makes sense to see, have these completely separate silos of email accounts, but eventually you just want to redirect those to one place. Right. You can filter all of those from one place and it won't inconvenience you. Um, yeah, deliveries is really cool. What else does it do? Um, It does lots of neat stuff and you can like log into Amazon from inside of it. So like when you click on that delivery, it'll take you to your web browser and show you the details and stuff like that. Another neat thing you can do. I'm just saying words at this point. I got, I got some
1: when you're, when you're tired, when you get tired.
0: I'm almost tired. Uh, Neat thing you can do with UPS. You go to ups.com and get, I I believe it's a free account.
1: Oh, I I know what you're talking about. This thing is the bomb. This is the best thing ever.
0: Well, yeah, one and a half things. The one thing that's been around for a while is if it finds if it pattern matches your address to something coming in, it'll let you know there's a package coming, mm-hmm. which is really that's actually super cool. And then from that point, you might want to go and you know add that to deliveries. The new thing you've seen the new thing that it does. Tell me, where it'll show it on a map. In some cases, it can show it like where it is in your neighborhood.
1: Oh, you know, I haven't ever mm-hmm. seen it do that, and I'm wondering it's super, it's super beta. It's is super that only beta. for certain areas? Do you think?
0: Um, I. I think it's probably for certain areas, certain deliveries, there's certain something to it for sure. And it's it's far from perfect, but it is kind of cool. Like, you know, it seems like this seems like the next stage in all kinds of delivery services is like, given that there's a pretty tight grouping to, I've talked to UPS people about this. All the stuff you hear is true. Like we don't do left turns. We only do right turns. It's very carefully just to know that there's a UPS truck with stuff for you, like within this many blocks or miles of your house would be really handy to know. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you're like you know, especially if you have to sign for it, if it's like a FedEx kind of thing. What was the thing you were thinking of?
1: Uh yeah, no, that was that was it. I was just I was going to tell you about my recent uh, the little lesson I learned about Amazon and their deliveries and how their deliveries work and how UPS deliveries work, which was all new to me. It's,
0: I've heard you can ask to not have stuff delivered by the post office. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I've heard.
1: It that might be that might be true. Um tell me tell me your tell me your story. Well, I had ordered something um I think I had put in the order on Thursday and it said that it was uh going to be delivered on Saturday. And it seems more and more like things I order just like weekends is not a thing uh that they'll deliver on Sunday too. Saturday, Sunday, that's the line office,
0: of, if it's if it's USPS, it'll deliver on Sundays. It's super
1: weird. Yeah, it's very weird. And so I had ordered something to be delivered uh on um on a on on Saturday. And I had ordered something Friday that said it would be delivered Monday. And I said, All right, this is great. Saturday, nothing was ever delivered. And then at the end of the day, you know, it says delivered by 8 p.m. I didn't get a notification or anything, and it was a UPS, and so I went and checked the order, and it just said, we're we're sorry, Amazon's update and UPS's update the same, we're sorry, we won't be delivering this today. But check back, and if you haven't received it by Wednesday, which is tomorrow, (laughs) then contact us again. It's that's like submitting
0: a, your site to Yahoo in 1997.
1: Seriously, it was just. It nah, was, just keep keep checking back.
0: Just keep writing us. It'll
1: no, it'll come. Just chill, man. And so then finally, on I think it was like uh, yesterday, I got the notification it was out for delivery, and I thought, okay, that's fine. But it was it was curious to me why when it said it was going to deliver on Saturday that it didn't, and I called. UPS, just to learn, you know, learn a little bit more. My advice to everyone, I was not irate about it at all, but my advice is even if you feel angry and upset and irate, the nicer you are, the more these people will want to help you. You can be the one nice person that they experienced in like their whole day. So I I said, hey, I I got this thing. It said it was supposed to be delivered on Saturday, but it wasn't. And now it's maybe Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. And the person on the phone said, well, here's the deal with that. It, it, there's a difference between guaranteed delivery, and I got the same information from Amazon, a difference between guaranteed delivery and expected delivery. So what? when Yes. And That's this news is to me. News to me, too. So if you're checking out on Amazon and it shows you that little page before you click the final submit to, to place your order, if it says expected delivery that is not a guarantee they actually have a window of like more than 3 days beyond that where they can deliver it whereas if it says guaranteed delivery and usually that shows up in green guaranteed delivery means it it is going to be there on that day and they they're guaranteeing that now here's an, another interesting wow. thing i was uh i was sitting out on the on the front porch sunday was a beautiful beautiful day And, uh, I had a little, a little bit of tea and I was sitting out just looking at the the sky. I was getting some vitamin D Merlin style Mm -hmm. and a white unmarked white two door sedan pulls up Mm. and a heavily cologne early 20 something male got out of it and started walking up my driveway to where I happen to be sitting on the front steps of my house, which I almost never do. And he walks up, and he says, Hey, Dan. I'm like, uh-huh. And he pulls from behind his back a package. Says, okay, here you go. And hands me an Amazon delivery, which was the second package that I had ordered. And I said, that's a real weird uh, UPS truck. You got there. And he said, Oh, well, what Amazon is doing is they're sort of subcontracting independent people, and I'm I'm an Amazon driver, and I deliver packages for Amazon in my own vehicle. And he was very cordial and polite, and he, then he left.
0: Yeah, sometimes in deliveries you'll see, you hope it's UPS, right? <laughs> you see USPS. The other one you'll see is for me is AMZL. Yeah, AMZL is. I think that could be OnTrack, which is a company here that Amazon owns. They bought out this delivery company called OnTrack. And we're kind of doing it on the DL for a long time. But yeah, I've seen Amazon trucks. I've seen OnTrack trucks. And especially, obviously, with Prime, Prime Now, it's just going to be like somebody in a car That's, a lot of the that time. That was
1: my first experience. I'm not <laughs> saying I haven't had other packages delivered in that fashion. I just never I never saw it happen. <laughs>
0: You should, you should report that on next door. Yeah, I've got, oh, I've got to, I got to get There's on. There's a there. heavily cologne man pretending to deliver packages. Very course, nice guy. he did though. deliver my package, but.
1: <laughs> so I had, I had that. Um, and, uh, and I have, I, so I have one question for you and the listeners and I have one tip for the listeners.
0: Oh, this is fantastic, Dan. Okay. Um, this is all turning out so much better than I, than I'd hoped.
1: Well, Good. So we finished the final Harry Potter book and it was absolutely great. And then we watched the two movies, had a great time watching the two movies. And, um, and so what next? What do oh, you yeah, read next? He's, he's what? told me he would prefer to stay in the fantasy genre. He's open to sci-fi, but kind of leaning toward the fantasy genre. Uh, and, and so that's kind of where I feel like, you know, we have, we have in the past, we've already done like Chronicles of Narnia and stuff. We've read the Hobbit. Um, we read it when he was too young, so we might come back to it, but he doesn't, he's made it clear no Tolkien right now.
0: <laughs> he's made it clear. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> preferably a chapter book as they say. Uh, absolutely. Yes. Um, usually, no, like a, nothing, nothing graphical. No, you don't want want like a long comic.
1: No, because uh, even though sometimes he he and I will sort of take turns reading, it's still mostly me doing the reading. So a regular chapter book would be uh, in order. And ideally something that is a series where there's more than just a one-off book, but maybe several or more books.
0: Well, I'd love to hear from listeners on that. Me too. Um, I was going to just, this is not going to be perfect for you, but I mentioned this before, but one that was a big hit. Um, with my, with my daughter and my wife, uh, it was Amulet. If you go and look for a series called oh, Amulet, it's right. really, really good. But that's, uh, that is like a, you know, it's a comic, a graphic novel, right. but it's, it's really good. We had an, uh, you probably saw this from a listener, a listener, Andrew <clears throat> wrote in to say, I think addressing you specifically, listener, Andrew wants to recommend the His Dark Materials audio book. Says you might enjoy listening to the audiobook version of The Golden Compass, aka His Dark Materials trilogy, with your older kids. Yeah. Don't be, don't be says, don't be put off by the pretty lousy movie, which I kind of liked from a few years ago. They're excellent books. That might be one to look at. You might want to look at His Dark Materials.
1: I will do that. I will do that. I'm Trying to think of some other ones that have been well, hits. The new, the new Potter movies are <laughs> not Potter movie. The new Harry Potter universe movie. Uh, the the beasts one. That comes out just a mere five days from now. We've got uh, we've got early tickets for that.
0: You can pick up a little box set that's not too costly of like a bunch three of days. the three days. You can get a little box set of the Fantastic Beasts book, the
1: Beetle the uh, Bard.
0: Yep, 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 yep. Those are available. God, as that a little sequence box.
1: of the three brothers in mm-hmm. that last movie is isn't that beautiful? Oh My God, I, I was not expecting it. It blew me away. I could watch a whole movie like that, that we sometimes watch
0: just we sometimes watch just that it's so beautiful it's good scary and creepy but it's so beautiful Ugh. i love that i love that when you see animation that this is you know kind of obvious but you know we get see there's animation we all love that is sort of i don't want to say realistic but is you know consistent with the rules of the universe but you know you think about the way that animation is done or think about the way they uh, show you how the pensive works. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I never get sick of that. Yeah. Like I, you he sticks his face in and then the smoke turns into things. Like to me, that's, that's such a creative use of really visual cool. effects to get across an idea. You know, with the idea of something being magical, being more than like a, like a jump cut where Tabitha turns somebody into a can of beans, tick, 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 you know, more <laughs> like, but, you know what I mean? Tabitha. <laughs> Boy, I love Tabitha. <laughs> that little nose of hers. Yeah. 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 And then, and then her sexy sister. Was I her love her, her sexy.
1: See, they both had that. Genie and Samantha both had a, a a hotter brunette sister. Well, hotter. Well, hotter she, in the sense that you got the idea she's going to do do things that uptight sister wouldn't like, do.
0: A little, little dirty.
1: Yeah, nasty. Yeah,
0: she smudged. Yes. Hmm. I'm trying to think of some other ones. I wish but I had they them But They me. both had one and. It's you got to. C- you eventually have to have an evil twin. I mean, eventually there will be an evil twin for everybody.
1: Merlin, that's all I've ever wanted. Oh, an evil twin. Or, or am I the evil twin? No. And I no. have a good brother somewhere that I don't know about.
0: Nobody thinks they're an ogre.
1: That's the thing. You start with that. Like, you are oh, I want an evil. Maybe you're already the evil. Well, how maybe could I be the evil, evil one? Twin. I'm good. People well, maybe they're better.
0: This. They assume they're the good twin. They assume there's not even a twin. Here's two surprises for you.
1: B, walking there's around a twin thinking you're not a, t- I've been really getting into the, uh, into the YouTube recently and all the conspiracy <gasps> that's on my list. theory stuff. Well, let's, let's hit it.
0: Well, I'm not ready for that quite. Let's hit it Really conspiracy it. stuff. Oh, yeah. Dan, be careful, honey.
1: No, it's my good. Goodness. It's all good. It's, it's entertaining. Is it? Is it? The David, uh, is it, how do I say his last name? Ick? Ick? I-, I-, I don't know. Get into that, man. The reptilian I watch the
0: video? I sent that to you, right?
1: Yeah. That's what's kicked this whole renewed thing off. Orangealons and chemtrails. It's on you. Yeah, that's on
0: me. That's on you. You don't want to get the orangealons. I know. See now, now, now my, the back of my neck is itchy as I talk about this. Well, I probably I- have fibers. <sighs> Just sickening. Mm. Um, boy, everything's everything's uh, beeping at me. Um, I'm trying to think of see. <sighs> Ellie has gotten into reading a lot, a lot of stuff on her own. So she's blown through Babysitters Club. She she got the eleventh Diary of a Wimpy Kid book and like read it in like two hours. So she's been through all of those, and then just keeps going back around with those. What about Spiderwick? Spiderwick? I don't think I know that.
1: I don't. I've uh, a bunch of people that I know in in real life suggested that one. Oh wow, that looks cool spider wick
0: what about a wrinkle in time
1: oh see i loved a wrinkle in time and the tesseract i remember that vividly the one part where all the kids are the same and they're bouncing the ball the same way and one kid can't bounce it the same way and somehow i tie that in to that episode of the simpsons where uh lisa is with her friends and she's having dinner over at her friend's house and there and her and the parents are really super smart and they're doing some kind of like they're exchanging like. Uh, Latin phrases or something at the dinner table, and and Lisa, who's used to being the smartest, can't keep up, and uh, and the dad just kind of looks at her and he's like, "Here, Lisa, here's a ball. Maybe you'd like to bounce it." Oh, you remember burn. that? I love that. Yeah, it's best. Best.
0: Um, is it too early for Ender's Game?
1: Interesting. He may have seen part of the movie. We I made it think up. That's we made it up to. Idea.
0: You should try Ender's game. We, we made it up to the uh, pulling the thing out of his neck, and she was like, okay, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> she can handle a lot of really, really... You know, I took my daughter to see The Martian at the theater. Did I ever tell you that? <laughs> to see The the Martian? Well, to see The Martian. And, and, you know, no spoilers, but 10, 15 minutes in the movie is one of the most... I mean, you know, it's not saw or anything, but when he, let's just say that Mark has to tend to a wound, uh, and I find it very difficult to watch.
1: I don't know. <laughs> and my that, that's poor the, daughter. Oh, uh, not something you expect out of that movie. Yeah, you know, like the beginning, the first scene we talked Yeah, I think you you brought this up. The first scene of Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Ugh. You know what? That had, that was unlike the rest of the movie. It's like if your introduction to to um, to Pink Floyd is money. You're going to mm. be unhappy. Mm.
0: Hmm. That's, that's interesting
1: because it's not like any of their other stuff. It's very catchy. It's very radio friendly. Yeah, the little cash register. <laughs> yeah,
0: that, that's also that relates to one of
1: my recommendations. The, you want to talk about some recommendations? Yes, I would, and I, I have one when you're ready.
0: Um, this is media stuff. Mm. Uh, this is a series that's running on PBS right now. Uh, If you're the kind of person who searches on the back of trucks, this has actually been out for a few months, available from other places, but uh, a series on the history of audio recording called Soundbreaking. And I watched uh, episode one and episode three last night. And uh, it's, you know, it's a Talking Heads documentary. It's just, it's a lot of people being interviewed. But uh, I thought it was, it's got lots of great footage. Like the first episode is all about the voice, like recording the voice. And I thought that some of the technology stuff was interesting. The history stuff was interesting. But also some of the performance stuff was very interesting. I mean, I, I may think a little bit different about Christina Aguilera now mm. after having seen a couple of these episodes like i, I got a new kind of uh, appreciation for her that i didn't have before or you know talking about what you know why people think Adele is so special in this way and super interesting stuff like the history of like you know the difference between having to sing loudly with a band into a big horn yeah up until the 1920s and then somebody like Bing Crosby comes along and the intimacy of what you can do with a handheld mic like changed the industry so i, I that is i will always watch stuff like that Check out Soundbreaking on, uh, on PBS. I, I thought it was good. I'm enjoying that.
1: I'm going to watch that. Put it on my list. Should I, da- should I put the David Ick thing on there just to get people going? Oh, absolutely. I'll okay. try and find the Morgelon's one.
0: Morgelon's Chemtrails. Boy, that lady's got a lot of theories. She's got a whole slideshow. Oh, yeah. It's, this is The title of this YouTube video is Morgelon's in Chemtrails. No, it was, this isn't the one. Oh, Morgelon's actually explained two exclamation points. Oh, this is so great. Oh, this is so great, Dan. Sophia Smallstorm, which is a fantastic Game of Thrones name. Sophia That's- Smallstorm doing her presentation at Conspiracy Con 2011. Mm. And the logo for Conspiracy Con includes a big pyramid, and then the 11 in 2011 is the World Trade Center buildings. Mm. Morgellons actually explained. Explaining Chemtrail. I'm going to read you the description. Okay. Explaining Chemtrail. What are (laughs) Morgellons? Who made them and why? What are they made from? Where did they come from? What is the purpose for their purpose? What will it really mean for us? What is the purpose for their purpose? Yeah. I like that. I think Chemtrails might also cause really poor editing.
1: There we go. As a side effect of...
0: Oh well, yeah and the, you know you're so distracted by the mordelons, you're collecting all your all the fibers and and the, the skin and the mushrooms and putting it into a little uh, matchbox that you can take to your physician mm. mm-hmm. oh my God this is so great the thumbnail for this is beautiful, and it's conspiracy con two thousand eleven and there's smoke coming out of the towers really yeah uh. yeah uh. Mm. Uh-uh. steel steel beams, you know what I'm saying I know. Can't melt rationality with jet, jet fuel.
1: Give me yours. Well, this is not a, me, a media thing per se, although I would like to visit with you about Westworld.
0: I've been holding off watching the latest one, but what? Not, but yeah, but stupid Google News gave me a fact about that that I would prefer not to have heard. Uh, did,
1: why? First of all, why were you holding off on that?
0: Sunday night is my banner TV night.
1: What do you want? Sunday watching
0: night. Under? Why, Sunday night is my my big TV night. It's What's when on? we get lots. Well, you get John Oliver.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You get um, Westworld. Mm-hmm. You get, um,
1: I'm spacing. Let me go look at the dingus. See, I space all of these out through the week so that I have something new to watch every night of the week.
0: That's smart. You know, maybe this is why I'm, that's not a good uh, sleeping night for me.
1: That's you why humans. you're up too late and you're watching yeah. stuff and you're all uh, riled up. And when you go to lay down, you're just rolling around.
0: You got the Walking Dead, which I I said I wasn't gonna watch anymore, but I'm watching. You got Walking Dead. You got uh, humans. Meh. You got um, humans. John is ba- Wait, humans is back. Yeah, they're on uh, E4 this week. Coming up on E4. Is it good? I don't know. I
1: mean, I we were both into it last year around this time, weren't we?
0: So into it. Um, but no, I need to I need to do a deep dive. I might I might uh, bank a couple up. Um, is the
1: same lady in it? Same uh, android lady?
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, she's in an episode of Sherlock. That'll get you to watch
1: Sherlock. now I'll watch Sherlock. Fine.
0: You should watch Sherlock. Actually, that's not the best episode. Why start with the first episode? It's really good. Oh. I'll start Um, with the one she's in. What were you saying? I think I interrupted you.
1: Um, I was was saying, did you watch Westworld? And you were saying no.
0: I'm up to this Sunday's episode, which I started, and then I was like, you know what? Leave it. Got to watch the rest later. And then, of course,
1: Google News. Here's
0: the thing. You search for something on Google... And it automatically starts giving you articles about things you've searched for. And I couldn't help but first see... First of all,
1: first of all, I I called this an episode two, maybe.
0: I had guessed from the beginning that within the first few episodes, something like this
1: would have to happen at least once. You've got to see it, though, in the way that they introduce it. Let's not it, talk about it anymore. The, the way, way they, they introduce, introduce it is great. Okay, good. What door?
0: Um... So after Westworld, what was your next thing?
1: Uh, well, okay. So my son has gotten, over the last year, he's gotten very seriously into uh, sort of like multiplayer computer games. Not all of them are shooting. A lot of them are shooting games, but he plays other games like that. And so what I, um, he was originally had a an, a very old Mac mini. That he was playing on and that thing was very quickly <laughs> there, showing there are only very old enemies. there are only old ones ah. and uh and but it it just it was it was a little bit too old and a little bit too slow and also a lot of the games that he wanted to play were not on mac os 10 they were uh only available through steam on windows and many of them are available on mac but m- the majority of the ones that he really likes or the mods for those games which is a big part of it i guess uh, were only available for Windows, so I, uh, I reluctantly said, "All right, well, we'll we'll put Windows on a Mac that we have," mm-hmm. and the only one that I had was my Mac Pro, so I put it on the Mac Pro, and he's been loving it. But uh, it's time for him to get like his own first real computer that's a PC. It's running Windows, and
0: oh, interesting! And I'm, so I'm very
1: interested in this. Back in the old days, uh, in a, in a past life, when I used to work in IT, um, I I probably built a couple PCs every day because I was building them, and we were, uh, we were deploying them out to the multiple offices that we had. We had hundreds of people, and I was I was building them, and uh, and then I eventually started my own business building PCs. For other people and selling them and that kind of thing. Uh, And then I realized that it was impossible to compete with a company like a Gateway or Micron or Dell even, who was new at the time, and got out of it. But I always, almost always had some kind of PC that I had built, but it's been a while. I kind of got out of it for at least half a dozen years. It's been a while since I did anything like that. And as I was starting to get back into this world again, not so much of how do I put together a PC, but what's what's the latest, what's the greatest, and how do you know what to pick? Um, there are some really great websites that will help you put all of this together. And the one that I found that I really liked best is one called, P- I'll put it in the show notes, pcpartpicker.com. And what's really great about this is they have put together these things they call build guides. And if you go to the build guides uh, page, they will have a list and they'll be categorized and you can filter this and it very, very nice filters. Uh, on wow. Basically, and is this
0: like kept is this like kept up to date?
1: Oh, very much up to date. And the coolest thing about the way that it is kept up to date is that a lot of the parts and things like that that are uh that are selected or that are picked out some of them will be picked out based on a um uh parametric uh filter and i don't know a lot about things like parametric filters and what they are but apparently these are things that will i guess they look at like they'll look at all the parts that are around and what people are buying and which ones are the best value. And, uh, and they do this all through math and something that I don't need to understand, but they basically will tell you like when it comes to something like Ram, right? Um, Ram, as long as you're getting the right type of memory, it doesn't really matter. Like it's all going to be basically good. So they'll use parametric filtering to determine, Oh, this is the best deal on a 288 pin dim uh 8 gig size like this is the best deal right now okay it's this um this one brand from 67.99 on Newegg that's how they'll do that the same thing for like here's the best price on a 480 gig solid state drive or whatever it is that you're doing because all you really need is a two terabyte drive you don't care whether it's a toshiba or a hitachi or a western digital really i mean wow. some people might have a religion about which drive is the best fine then just buy your own but if you don't it's going to figure out this is the sweet spot today for a two terabyte 7200 rpm say uh, SATA to six gig three and a half inch drive like it's gonna it's going to determine that and then these so these build guides are kind of automatically being updated with their prices. They'll find deals where you can get like a $20 mail in rebate. Cool. It's 5
0: like 538 for computers.
1: Yes. And so if you're if you're interested in building a PC, they have all these different deals that are there and and for example, you know, they'll have like a a budget build or a home office type build for, you know, 450 bucks. Then they'll as you start to to kind of narrow the field down, you know, like they have these things where they'll they'll say like Entry level gaming build that's five hundred and sixty bucks. Modest gaming build seven hundred and seventy two bucks, and and on and on. And of course, you don't have to get the exact build that they recommend, but it's a wonderful place to start and to say, okay, you know what what do I what do I need to get here? And uh, and they also have a um, uh, a cool section called completed builds, where. There are people who will put these things together. They'll take pictures of them, and then I, I believe they they will sell them, so that like people are are building these things for you. And there's forums and everything else. But this is just—it's so easy to just kind of jump in and say, "Yeah, okay, my son he he wants a you know let's start with a modest gaming build," and you look at it and say, "Okay, well." You know what? I'll get them. I'll get them an extra eight gigs of RAM. So you do. But what's the best part? And I guess this is probably how they stay in business, is they have all link buy links to all of these different things. So instead of wow. all of them being on Newegg or something, they might say, "Well, the Hitachi UltraStar is um, the best prices on Amazon." So they'll have a buy link to Amazon, but. The solid state drive. There's a better deal on that at Newegg, so they'll have a link to Newegg, and 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 so you're just getting the best of whatever the current thing, and it's always updated. It shows you compatibility to make sure all the parts work together, things like that. But I think they're making money off those affiliate links. That sure. Uh, when they link so
0: in to to that way, it's a little bit like Sweet Home, or um, exactly. Yeah, or what's what's it called Wire Cutter. Wire cutter, But see, it's, I, I love the idea of this. I could use this for cre- so many things.
1: It's great, and even if you just say, "All right, you know, like what's the best." price and brand for a two terabyte hard drive i'm not building a fan just want a new drive it's on there and uh super easy to use love the design of it and uh so we're you know but i'm going to be getting him uh getting his own (laughs) pc to have again i'm back in that back in that excellent
0: excellent gaming build 1266 it's amazing
1: how cheap this stuff (laughs) is it's it's it it also makes you really uh it shocks you when you think about how expensive Apple's well, products limited. are. Yes, I mean very, the, very limited. Like this GeForce GTX 1060 uh, uh, video card, which is really the heart of a gaming machine. Um, you know, like the deal they have it is two thirty nine with a twenty dollar rebate. That graphics card is like a really amazing. That's the heart of your gaming machine. You know, and the other. The other parts, other than the CPU, are, it's really cheap stuff. But Just commodity stuff. You know, if only I liked Windows a little bit better, I would have the most kick-ass Windows PC, you know. Um, it's I think just, more than
0: one person in the next year or so is going to learn to like Windows more. <laughs>
1: yeah, I want to. I really want to. I loved Windows 95, and, and before that, uh, I just, you know, Windows XP was all right. Control-Alt-Delete yeah. to log in, you know but that's I don't a, that's know.
0: a great that's a great tip a great link no so have you ordered that stuff yet
1: no not yet um i'm it's probably going to be for his birthday which is coming up uh, in a few weeks so i've got a little bit of time to uh to narrow things down but you know i i went through and was able to find you know, instead of having like three or four different places to order stuff, I said, well, what if I just get it all from Newegg? Uh, they really do a good job of finding the best deal. If I would like to get all of this stuff from Newegg, it's like 50 bucks more than if I go with there where they've found the best deals. So it's, it's um, nice
0: to go with somebody you, you trust. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Oh, great pick. PC Part Picker. PC Part Picker. Not the, not the best name? Planter Faschitis Night Boot. Yeah.
0: That sounds like a Harry Potter spell. <laughs> what does that do? It makes your, oh, oh you, you, you point your wand, you swing it this way, you say, "Planta fasciitis night boot. <laughs> and then they, they get just a little bit of annoying pain in their ankle. <laughs> Did you see that infographic on Harry Potter spells? Like how often they're used and what books they come up in?
1: I'll no. find it. Why don't you tell me about something you like? I would like to tell you about uh, Warby Parker who, uh, who I'll be using again very soon. I actually have an eye doctor appointment uh later this afternoon, my yearly uh appointment. And what I do is I go there and then I get them to tell me what uh what prescription my prescription is and then I send it to Warby and they make my glasses. And that's how I've done it for many years long before Warby was uh was a sponsor. And that's because I think they have really, really great selection of eyeglasses. The fact that they're really, really helpful and really, really cool and they have a wonderful website is just, is just gravy. Uh, the fact that they have really cool lenses is why, I mean, really cool frames is, is why I went there in the first place. And that's what they're all about. They're about taking, I guess, what you call vintage-inspired glasses that they've put a contemporary twist on. Uh, they have all have anti-reflective, polycarbonate prescription lenses built into the price. And glasses start at 95 bucks, including the prescription lenses. Now, I usually get, because my prescription is all wonky, I have to get high-index uh, lenses. So when I go there and put in my prescription... The Warby Parker system is smart enough to say, oh, right, you need high-index lenses. And I, it is a little bit more expensive for those. But if, if you don't know that you need high-index lenses and you don't need them, you don't need to worry about that. But some people have asked me, well, what about that? So it, it automatically knows that. Um, but it's such an easy process. You, you put your prescription in. They keep track of it. They keep it on record. And then if later on you see another pair that you want to get, you get it, and it just shows up. And it's your prescription is perfect. Every time, uh, because this is the thing, they want to make it risk-free, right? So you look at the lens, uh, the frames and you're like, well, how do I know if I'm going to like it? They have this thing called the Home Try-On Program. It allows you to order five pairs of glasses for free, just the frames. They have like dummy lenses in them. But what that lets you do is you get them at home and you get to try them on. So you can show them to your friends, your family, take pictures, have fun with it. And you get their someone's opinion on it. And then they're like, okay, out of these five, I really like this one right here. You send them all back. You get them for five days. You send them all back. It's prepaid return shipping label and everything packaged all up for you. You don't have to spend any money on this. And then you say, all right, that's the one I want to order. But still, there's no obligation to do it. It just lets you try them on. You find the one you like. That's the one you order. And then they make your glasses. So uh, it's 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 pretty cool. They also have sunglasses, by the way, not starting at 95 bucks, including the polarized lenses. uh is good stuff if you don't need a prescription and you just want sunglasses. glasses. So there you go. Anyway, uh great service, great, great glasses that I wear. I don't know, Let me see which ones I have on today. These are the Wilkies. Wilkies. I like the Wilkies. So you can, uh, you can go to Warby. They have a special URL. They made this just for you, Merlin. Uh, hmm. it's Warby Parker.com slash Dan. Oh, nice. That's the Merlin man URL. Warby slash Dan. You go there, you get your uh, free home try-ons, you mail the, the stuff back, and uh and that's it. And that's how you support uh you support Merlin Mann's show mm-hmm. by going to warby slash Dan. Slash Dan. Yeah.
0: Uh, thanks to uh Warby Parker for supporting uh Back to Work. Yep. And uh five by five. Slash Dan. Aculon coated screws. <laughs> Wingardium Leviosa. Yeah. Yeah, aculon coated. So used reading. to be they had the non-rocking screws, but now they got the aculon coated screws.
1: I was reading something about that, about nonverbal spells. Have you ever read about the nonverbal verbal
0: servers submerged in oil? Ooh, old days. Uh, yeah, I think you got to be a real baller to be doing those. Like, sort of like when um, I don't want to spoil anything here, but when uh, when the when the lightning bolt shows back up on campus. And then there's a fight between two of the professors. Yes, like they're not saying anything. Nope, they're just throwing throwing haymakers. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. Look at that link I sent you.
1: Oh, it, yeah. Can you see
0: it? Do you need it somewhere else?
1: No, I can. I can get there. Kind of cool. Hold on, give me some clicking now. Clicking over here. Clicking this. There's a link. Clicking the link. Safari's launching.
0: Inter- interactive.
1: Um. Loading.
0: I'm on a page. This is in show notes, and this is an interactive. Oh, wow! This is awesome. Interactive infographic called "The Spells of Harry Potter," and somebody uh, this, very diligent, this cool, went in and noted every time that a spell is used in the Harry Potter books, and then basically puts it. So you got uh, on the, the y-axis. If you, is that an axis still? Yeah. Anyway, the, the so you got basically all the spells that are ever uttered. Uttered, muttered, <laughs> tossed, or thrown. And then the um, the kind of horizontal is like a little dot thing that shows you every time it's used. So you can sort by most occurrences, or you can sort by order of appearance. Alohomora is the first one. And then Wingardium Leviosa. Leviosa. Anyway, that was kind of cool. You're going to say it right. Stupefy. Stupefy. To a lot how slugs. do you
1: how do you pronounce, accio? Is it accio? Accio.
0: Is that that's like uh, I think come that's, to me? Right? I think that's right. Is that, does that mean come to me?
1: Yeah. So like if if you if if there's something in the room or someone's holding the summoning room, the summoning charm, zip it over to you. Zip, zip it to you. Zip it right over to you.
0: Boy, they get a little crazy with the expected patronum, don't they?
1: They they uh they use it a lot. In later I think yeah. I think it's a wonderful in uh wonderful that's, that's innovation.
0: Ah, oh, I love it.
1: Always. Lumes. Always. Ooh, Avada Kedavra.
0: <sighs> what about you know what? Never mind.
1: No, let's hear it.
0: Well, okay. Uh book four, movie four. Okay. We can't talk about this without spoilers. No, we can we can. So how does the person we believe to be Mad-Eye Moody get away with doing the three unforgivable curses in front is of the class? Is, is it because he's doing it on an animal and not a
1: person? I think so. I think he's still not supposed to do it.
0: I um, know. Also, it's not who we think it is. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: But yeah. I think he's still not supposed to do it. And I think that that would still have been a good indication.
0: It's a That That's
1: a bad actor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bad, bad optics on that bad actor oh god terrible optics
0: <laughs> gotta go t- take it to the spin room
1: <laughs> but i think uh you know like i get i get why now people have been so into harry potter and before i was into it before i was reading this i was like first of all it's a book for children second of all you're a child you're Third a dork. All,
0: like how? How are you? Like thirty and wearing those glasses? Right. Stop doing, like
1: you know. read a real book. It's called now, now Lord of the Rings.
0: Now I wear a, a Ravenclaw scarf.
1: Right. And now yeah. I'm like, is there like a local chapter or Slytherin I could join or anything like that? And
0: when you're ready, you'll discover it. I'll bet. Yeah, I guess I gotta. Be, I guess I would be ready. Gotta put the apple in the chamber. Yeah. Ooh. Um. So I got other media things where I've got app things. I I wanted to get John Syracuse to talk about this on on the program I do with him. Oh, I don't think he's going to talk about it. <laughs> flu shot. That's all. I'm I wanna, that's all I want to hear about. That's it. I want to recommend the flu shot. Um, instead, I think we're going to end up talking about why I watch so many documentaries on Netflix. He's more interested in that. There's a documentary on Netflix. Uh, I don't want you to read too much about it. I would just like you to go watch it. Um, it's called the Barkley. Mara- I think it's called the Barkley yes. Marathons.
1: Yes, love this one.
0: So have you seen it? Yes. Holy Christ. Would you agree that's a good recommendation? Yes, yeah, wonderful.
1: It starts out and you're
0: like, who's this dude? What is this? Oh, he's lit his cigarette. We better start running for five days. I oh, Loved it. Loved it. Long story short, there's this um, endurance race that has been around for a couple decades, started by this very colorful man, two, two very colorful people. And long story short, you have to submit an application to get in. And when I told my wife about it, she was like, what's the big deal? People do like, you know, 100 mile runs all the time. I'm like, yeah, but like, no, not like there's a... There's like what a fifty thousand <laughs> foot difference in height, and nobody actually knows where the trail is. Right? Don't and you don't know that, that, but, you don't know when it's going to start, and the water might be frozen.
1: <laughs> right. If you count the number of times that you go up and down or whatever, it adds up to like you would have climbed Mount Everest four times or something like that, it's or something up and down. Ludicrous. Yeah.
0: I would just say I don't want to spoil too much. Except to say it's about a very unusual endurance event, and the interesting range of people who are determined to do it. Uh, it is a race that for many years did not have a winner. Nobody, nobody had ever completed it. And so I won't spoil any more for you, but on Netflix, go watch the Barkley Marathons. It's uh, My wife has declared it uh, a, a not, what did she say? She says, that's a very dangerous event. And I was like, you know, I think you're right. I think it's a very dangerous event. But boy, wasn't that amazing when you get to like the fifth loop and you're like, oh my God, mm. it's so crazy. I thought it was a very satisfying. And there's uh, people who come
1: back and do it again years later. I know, I know, I it's know. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, this is the beauty of something like this is that I, I don't have much interest in, in running. Uh, yeah. I don't have any interest in achieving. Uh, I just, I'm interested in, um, I'm interested in whatever somebody else is super interested in. And this is definitely one of those like little glimpse into a world that, uh, you may not have seen before. And the guy who runs it is super duper interesting, a very faceted character. By the end of it, you've seen a lot of facets of this guy. Did you watch the movie Tickled yet? Oh yeah, you saw Tickled? Yeah. Are you are you funning me or no? I it?
1: yes, I've seen it.
0: Isn't that an amazing piece of art? Because <laughs> it's so, it's so like bizarre. you keep thinking, there's no way this is going to get any weirder. There's no way my feelings so about a, a certain person in this movie could change, and then you get to the last scene, and it's like I thought it was uh, a monumental movie. The movie Tickled now available on. I bought it on iTunes but it's probably available other places. Another one to go into really cold, if you can't. The less you know about this, the more you're going to enjoy it.
1: Um, uh, there is a movie that I am... is is a documentary on Netflix. I'm trying to find the name of it, and I can't find it. Uh, I thought that it was called... Yes, I believe it is. It is called uh, Sand Wars. Sand hmm. Wars. Is it about It is about how... What's the best way to explain this? Is it French sand is used to build in wow. in the form of like concrete, so homes, skyscrapers, bridges, airports, everything oh, in the creation of cement. Cement and
0: which is like gold, and nobody realizes it.
1: And it also is used to build computer chips and other things like that. And right, of course, silicon, yeah. However, it is not an infinite resource and the existing sand i mean they're they're removing sand from parts of the ocean countries that are willing to sell it and they're taking it to be used in this way but this is actually affecting like the environment in a very interesting and a kind of a big way and there there are there are even like sand smugglers and people who like deal in this strange thing uh and the one i'm not ruining anything i don't think by saying this but the weird thing about this is that people um uh, that people don't know if i was to say where do you think a lot of this sand is going it's going to like dubai it's going to the desert because they the, got to make so many beaches with the sand no they're using it to build stuff the sand they have there is not right for building you can't build things with that sand
0: Desert wow. sand
1: doesn't work. It's got to be like the beach sand. They got to take it from... Anyway, it's, that's a really, really cool one. I heard
0: a podcast. I was, anytime I can't remember a fascinating podcast, it usually ends up being 99% invisible. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what it was, but it was an amazing podcast about cement, which I think is
1: different from concrete. Yeah, but definitely. Like, what is it, the difference about, between cement and concrete?
0: Well, I think cement is a component in concrete, but it's it's basically just like the the importance of this particular resource especially today when you think about the growth of china china China. you think about the growth and like the, the there's i mean i heard some crazy stat the other day about how 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 much like like an order of magnitude more quickly china has been building yes and just like the extreme demand for for concrete which is you know very expensive it's it's not cheap to to make or to transport Anyway, it's, it's another one of those, like, oh, you'd be surprised. Like, turns out this is a way more interesting topic than you would guess.
1: Uh, another one that I have is called uh, The Queen of Versailles.
0: Oh, here it is. I found it. What do you got? It's a show. Oh, that's that's a really good movie. It's it's from um, it's from Surprisingly Awesome, mm-hmm. uh, that show on Gimlet, the show where Adam Mackay has to try to convince Adam, is it Adam Davidson? No, who is it? But like one guy has to come to the other guy that he can make him interested in a topic that's very boring. I'll put that in notes. All right. Sorry, go ahead. Queen of Versailles. Queen of a Versailles. Movie. This very is, depressing
1: movie. The, oh, you've seen it? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think everyone needs to see this. This leads up to the uh, 2008 financial crisis um, where they are in sort of the process of Building the was it was the largest single family home in the United States that they called Versailles, but I think that's it's right. very interesting. This is they they're in Orlando, so if you ever wonder what Merlin and I are talking about when we talk about uh, Florida, you just watch this movie. It's, it's a really
0: half. really ambitious project.
1: Yeah, it uh, it's worth watching though. It explains a lot about a lot of things. It's um, it's a good one. It's very excited to
0: assume that rich people are happy. It's nice, nice, nice to just assume that and smirk, but like, whew, boy, it's complicated stuff. Yep. Um, do you want another media thing or do you want an app thing? I want an app, really. I'm excited about. Let me just mention this in passing. I'm excited about Mars. I haven't watched it yet, but it's the new, um, <clears throat> the new series that just came out. That
1: is, oh, who
0: directed it? Is it?
1: Is it a the one about going to Mars? Yeah. Okay. Not it is. It is a. I think it's documentary like like Elon, style, not, not Elon a, Musk related. Right. This is not a like no, a fiction. No,
0: no. But who's the who's the name on
1: this? Thought it was Musk.
0: Well, anyway, I mentioned because I, I it looks cool, and uh, according to my TV, it's rated G, so mm. it might be something you can watch with your family. That's kind of cool. Um, app. See, I'm trying to think. Oh, you know, another one just, just this is kind of uh, a pivot. Um, this is not probably not the best money I spend every month, but so far it's been good to me. I've, I finally popped for YouTube Red a Ooh. couple months ago. I don't use the music service, I don't watch those very silly looking original shows, but man, it's so great to go to the Apple TV, go to YouTube channel, go to YouTube app, and, uh, a lot of times, if I'm not sure, if I if I don't want to commit to a movie or a TV show, I'll just go to Recommended on YouTube and just watch a bunch of videos or I'll watch an old CGP Grey or I'll watch something. And You know, not, nothing. I don't want to take any bread off anybody's plate. But YouTube Red, the premier feature to me is you don't get ads anymore. You don't get commercials. You don't have to skip. You don't have to do. And uh, I'm not sure how well that serves the content creators. But as somebody who consumes it, it's completely changed the amount that I use YouTube. I use it now at home. We use it so much more. Which I'm given to believe is how a lot of younger people experience TV now. Mm-hmm. But it's great. Like, for example, like I stopped watching uh not for any particular reason, but I haven't like sat down and watched night uh, late night TV shows in a while. I watch Samantha B, I watch John Oliver. But you know, you can subscribe to Stephen Colbert and essentially watch the show mostly in bits on YouTube every day. It's just all up there. It's a nice way to be able to win and see like, oh, show me some recent things that were really popular based on what I like. And I find lots of great stuff. Lots of those little like cheesy documentaries about movies and stuff like that. YouTube bread, it's $10 a month and you don't see ads. So if you watch a lot of YouTube, I think it's actually not a
1: bad deal. I will have to consider it. I don't know if I watch quite enough.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. But then, I mean, part of the value, they're trying to pull a little bit of an Amazon here. Hmm. One of those value add things where you also get... I think the music you get is kind of their version of Pandora, I think. I think it's a stations-based thing. Mm-hmm. And then, like, so funny, we went to see Dr. Strange last week, as I mentioned, and they had an ad for YouTube Red. And so the pitch in this um, ad at the movies was, hey, you get all this amazing original content from YouTube's biggest stars. And it was it was funny on, like, three levels. So my wife and I just, just just kept looking at each other and laughing derisively because these shows look so terrible and I don't know who any of these superstars are <laughs> I, know. I know the names of like three YouTube superstars but apart from that guy who looks like Gollum and, and does things with his GoPro I, I don't even know I, I don't think I've watched videos from any of these famous people let alone their very funny sitcoms
1: <laughs> there's stuff there's new content coming out everywhere and they're huge superstars and superstars. We've, never, we've never heard of them mm-hmm. that's how it works
0: um. Why don't you give me another one, and then I can mention a couple apps that have been interesting me.
1: Hmm, let me think if I even have anything. new. Can we do one
0: real quick? Yeah, I mentioned this before, but man, this thing is so freaking cool. I don't even know who makes this. It's basically a Heroku app somebody put up that converts all kinds of different stuff into Markdown. Now you could get something like uh, Pandoc for this. If you're using Typora, you can do a Pandoc install with that. But if you don't, if you don't, if you're in the that position where you get one or two documents a month that are docx, the hated docx. Oh uh, yeah, right. The uh, all you got to do is go to this website, you choose the file with the with a picker right off the website, and within seconds it spits the thing out as markdown. I mean, not for a lot of people, not for a million uses, but boy, when you need it, this is that little can opener that's just it's so great. And uh, I use it like you know, I just got a, a update not long ago from. What brain tree like had updated the read, and I prefer to put that into NVL, you know, and so it just spits it right out.
1: Nice, yeah. <laughs> Give me another one of yours. Hmm. I say I don't uh, know if I have. I don't know if I have anything else more in this category. Yeah, that's a it's a neat one, but
0: there's an app, uh, interesting app, not an How essential. app. How do you app, find right?
1: this? How do you find all these things? Do you do you do you sit down one day and you're like, man, I really will, I wonder if there's an app that does. X Y Z, and you go and find it, or are you?
0: Honestly, I've just, I've just gotten. I think Siri, and using Siri with my daughter has got me back into a very old frame of mind with Google, where, or maybe, maybe it is a new frame of mind. But I, I used to be kind of, you know, I've had the Google, the Google hacks book. I know how to do the boolean's. I know how to do the capital or. I know how to do the quotation marks and what order to put things in. And, you know, the thing is, it doesn't matter like it used to. Really, if you go to just go to Google and say, like, markdown convert docx and something will pop right up. I've got, it's, you know, like when we're, when we're, my daughter uses Siri and dictation extensively on the iPad. So, and I've seen her have pretty good results with that. So I'm kind of back to like, you know, you know, who's the second oldest president of the United States or whatever? And it gets it right. You can ask. That's how most people use Google, I think, is they mm-hmm. actually ask a question, like an Ask Jeeves type situation. And if if you're not trying to be too clever, you can often find stuff like whenever you need it. It's still really good. Not an essential app, but an interesting app mm-hmm. uh, called Gyroscope. And Gyroscope nice is, uh, yep, it's gyroscope.pe. <laughs> and it's, it's just a really, a, it's a pretty iPhone app, iOS app. That hooks up with various um, like health tracking things and gives you a really pretty representation of your activity stuff. And this is not this is not necessarily for everybody, but like if you use the kind of services that this works with, it's pretty neat. It will, for example, uh, remember we talked a lot in the past about um, what's that app on the Mac Rescue Time. You can do yes. things like track your productivity alongside your steps in your sleep, and it does some location stuff that's pretty cool. So if you want a graphical way to present all that stuff, um, go and see if it works with the things that you like to do, and just go look at the website. It's really pretty. Works with, uh, let's see, Foursquare, RunKeeper, Strava, Fitbit, Moves. Moves is a really cool app that I've been using. Tracks like where you go, works with Wythings, Apple Health, Rescue RescueTime, etc.
1: Gyroscope. Could be fun. Could be fun. Any uh, no. Apple Watch apps that you're using?
0: Let's see. There's some. There's some things I still find very handy. Like I think probably like most people, I like the notifications of things, of you know, just an app that like pops up a thing I need to know when I need to know it. You know, apps like I think Deliveries does that. Nest does that. Um, the Nest Cam has a neat functionality where you can go in and define these little zones. So, you could say you can draw basically trace on the screen, say, like, this is an area called kitchen. This is an area called hallway, however you want to do it. And you can get alerts that are pretty specific. Like in our case, I can get an alert for when people are outside versus when it's us in the hallway Mm -hmm. because it's got like almost like like an old school image map you draw. And so I like those little pop ups. That's really handy. I can see if, you know, I can see if this thing got delivered or or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Other things I really like a lot um i do a lot of pretty stock stuff also you know you know what's weird with the is, all you know we 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 mention this every couple months because yeah. i think it's worth mentioning that siri continues siri as a gosh all the pieces of siri continue to get better i know that's that's cold comfort to people who are still frustrated with their early attempts but just for what it's worth there's a lot about siri that's gotten a lot better siri i think is getting better at hearing what you said. Siri is getting better at correctly interpreting what you asked for. Mm-hmm. Siri is getting a lot faster at turning that into the words on the screen that you see. And I think Siri is actually getting better about knowing what to do with it. It's still very limited. It's very limited compared to many other services. But I'm getting a much higher level of confidence about talking into my watch. I've still never taken a phone call on there. That feels weird. I have done that. Still.
1: That's, that's fun and, and weird.
0: And so their voice comes over the speaker. Your voice goes in through the mic What's but it like? You don't, for you don't
1: have to hold it like up like a Dick Tracy style. You can just be like You're walking kidding. around. No, you can just be walking around and it picks it up a hundred percent. It's At,
0: right after this, let's do an experiment, because I've never done that.
1: Okay. Are you wearing uh, it? You got it on?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's mostly that's most of those Barkley marathons. Mm-hmm. We were in a hotel the other night and watched Cosmos again. Man, that show's
1: good. i Co- I've n- I have not watched Cosmos.
0: The uh, the new one.
1: Yeah. No, I've it's, watched the old one. I haven't watched it. I got yet.
0: I got one big beef with Cosmos. B- My big, big beef with beef. Cosmos. You got Big Beef. B- 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 it's great at like exploring these ideas. That'd be and, a good like, nickname them,
1: like, for you, Big Beef. Big Beef. That's a good name. <laughs> big beef. That's like you you can't you you kinda want someone to call you Big Beef. But you can't actually can be called book. Big Beef.
0: No, no, it's like being T Bone. <laughs> Somebody could write a children's book for me called Night Booth for Big Beef.
1: Yeah. yeah. Two, three, four. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. Uh, my beef with it is that they, the, one of the main conceits or like sort of contrivances of Cosmos that's very clever is that they're in this, um, this, ship of the imagination or whatever it's called. And it's this really cool looking little spaceship and it's, it's completely a plot device for being able to say, well, let's go into a cell or let's go to another dimension or let's go to any time, space, anything like it's almost like a TARDIS for like in unlimited ways, being able to get you to where they're going to do some visual explanation for something, which Mm. works okay for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess I feel like I don't end on a negative note, but I feel like sometimes their, their metaphors are kind of confusing. Mm like they at one point in this one episode they take you to the hall of extinction and it's like this big pyramid where you go down different hallways for cretaceous or or whatever period and it's like that's kind of a weird way to think about that there's another one in that same episode they're like this is the tree of life and it's literally a giant tree that has a naked lady and a monkey wow and some of these branches will end in extinction it's like Nyeh. Lady in a tree, I don't know if that's I mean, you're the you're the Degrasse Tyson here, but like I, I think some of that can be a little confusing. But one of the best parts of Cosmos always is they're like the part that really tickles my innovation bone hmm, is where Ooh. they'll like do these beautiful animations to show like, okay, here's Galileo doing his thing. Like here's, you know, here's people being tortured for believing in the Copernicus idea of, you know, the universe and it's really beautiful and kind of like strangely moving. It's an oddly moving show. Great for a kid, and I think it's all on Netflix. This is a weird one, Dan. My my brain—it's still a scramble. I can tell. Thank you. I gotta get my. Gotta get my night boot? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, is that, is that, is that uh, anything else? Well, that'll do, Pig. All right, spectro Patronum. Yeah. All right, spun this up. I love you. Love you too, Merlin.